Welcome back to You Go Boy podcast. We, we, you Go Boy. Oh. You, you Go Boy podcast. We don't got no music yet. All right, mm-hmm. we're going to figure that out. You know what I mean? We've been through trials and tribulations in this past 30 years. So. <laughs> you better be glad we're here. we here, Lord. We are here. We are we're here. here. We're here. We are here, Yes. Uh, my name is Marge Von Shaw. Uh, I am your co-host out of the Queen City of Charlotte, North Carolina. And who is you? I'm is. He um... is. My name, you're right. <laughs> the funny thing, who am I? So my name is Nigel C. Mask. I am in the uh, the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. I serve as your other co-host. Yes. Uh, it's so funny, when I logged into Zoom today, of course, it wanted to do an update. I'm rarely on my computer. So I was like, dang, just trying to update. We trying to record. And then Zoom had this update and was like, would you like to let, you know, the people in the room know your pronouns? I said, ooh, they doing new things. Well, new to me. Yes, I, to yes. I love that. I love that. And they're not called preferred pronouns because it's, no, these are my pronouns. See, Because when it's preferred, yeah, it's the language. When it's preferred, it's like, no, <laughs> like. This is who I am. This is who, this is who I is. Mm-hmm. So give me he, him, his, yeah, and give so, me artist. That's gonna be my pronoun too. Ooh, that'd be dope. So yeah, I saw that, that new little feature. <laughs> we are so glad to be yes. back with you all, um, recording yet another great episode. We have some good stuff in store for yes you on this yeah on this episode. So Mario has been led. Uh, uh, yes. our, our topic um, on today. So yeah, so I'll let you, you know, like you normally do, kick us off. What we, how we started? Yeah, I mean, this is so good. So like the topic is going to, it's going to be about like what to do when life hurts you, you know? But first, we do need a couple of updates. Just yeah. simple, not too much, you know what I mean? But uh, just, you know, what's been happening in your life, what's been something that's new, Oof. you know? Um and I think it is going to flow into, you know, in a sense, what to do when life hurts. Right. OK. Oh. Speaking of that, if you wherever you are, if you're able to, you know, pour up as we normally would do on an episode. That is please, true. I'm not drinking. To, you, huh? I didn't drink today. I don't have nothing in my house. I really wasn't drinking, uh, either, but, you know, uh, I found some rosé. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's good you, you know the bar <laughs> card is never too far okay um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah so this will be one of those you know it's gonna be one of those episodes so i do want to share that that's i am cool. drinking um a, a brute rose a cava mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. uh specific this company i guess is poma it looks like it's p-o-m p-o-e-m-a and um it's 11.5 percent. hello how you doing um yeah. <laughs> that's always important <laughs> but i do want to shout out it is in my opinion and from what i'm seeing via social media it is rosé season okay so, no um, idea. a lot of people are sipping rosés there i'm going to mess up the name so i'm not even going to try it but there is an organization that is taking um, kind of like the, you know, the vevu click click um, type of vibe, that, like, <laughs> that type of vibe, but they're doing it with yes. rosé. 
So you'll see people in like parks wearing different shades of pink, oh, right? Okay. So okay, they just okay. did it in Atlanta, Georgia. It's in Houston. It'll be in DC, um, June the weekend of June tenth, and then um, at the end of June it'll be in Chicago. So people are trying all types of uh, roses. That's why you asked me when will I be in Chicago? Yes, because yeah, I was. Like, let's see. Let's make it happen. Should we meet? Should we meet some of our like? subscribers in Chicago and let's oh my god I would love to know who's going to the event um let's 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 think about that I'm trying to think like what date because I do have something I am doing at the end of Chicago but not at the very end I have something on like the 24th oh ain't that the end of June I mean May shoot I mean what is this month June 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 May you said the end of June for Chicago though I did I'm sorry see so much life be going on. I feel like I'll double check. I think it's, it's okay. I'm pretty, I'm feeling like it's the 25th that Saturday. Ugh, okay. All I right. Mean, well, we'll figure it know, out. We'll figure it out. But if it's in a city near, near you and you've heard about it, I would love for you all to go check it out. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And go back and tell us, you know, go on our DMs, let us know how it was. And if you don't recall, because <laughs> we don't have nowhere for you to really share with us yet. Um, yeah, tell us how it is. Sure, just DM on one of us. Gonna yeah. go, you know, let us know. So, yeah. yeah, so that's what I'm sipping on, a kava today. Yeah. I'll buy some water and ginger. I got a whole lot going on over here. That's true. Mm. Um, but like yeah. Uh, yeah, so from, I mean, for me, my update, you know, thighs out season. So mm. since Nigel's saying it's rosé season, it styles out for me, but when it does the season ever end for me? I was, I'm not gonna hold you. I wasn't gonna. Show you. I was just gonna let you be great because I was like, baby, the thighs are always out, no matter the season. <laughs> but now it's like everybody, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think um, I am. I'm in 30 days of Black Boy Joy. I'm doing that with my company, Messy Roots, um, where it's a mindfulness, meditation, life coaching and wellness, you know, uh, organization. Um, and I'm just loving it. I'm loving it and I'm loving the, the new brand, but that's what's happening for me. Um, yeah. And then more to come in the what to do when life hurts you. <laughs> well, okay. So update with me. I think it's been a busy uh, last few yeah. weeks. Part of the, well, not even part, the reason why we are delayed getting you this episode, but one thing I do want to highlight is um, I had an opportunity to serve as the wig master for a production. That Yay! Yes, I'm so excited. excited. I couldn't get it out. Um, it was uh, put on by Ensemble Theater Cincinnati. The production was called I Shall Not Be Moved. And um, yeah, I made the wig for the production. So quick backstory about the the play. It was written by Isaiah Reeves, which is a, he's a young writer. He's in his early 20s. He's phenomenal. He wrote this piece about his grandmother, Miss Betty, who was a freedom writer. Um, Mm -hmm. So he took a portion of her experience and they adapted it and put it on stage. And the young lady, Sam, I cannot think of Sam's last name right now. She's a UC grad. She went to grad school overseas in the UK. So she came back um, and she portrayed Miss Betty. So that was a great 
connection there. And y'all, I didn't even know anything about the story when I was asked to make the wig. Um, it was so funny about the wig is that Miss Betty used to wear bangs, like these very, very defined bangs. And so when I got the inspo pictures, uh, I was like, okay, cool. I can replicate this. Not knowing that this was about a real person and not knowing that she was Black history and living among us. So yeah. I was so glad that I learned all these mm-hmm. people and that hits his gram- the writer's grandmother. Like, I'm so glad I learned all that after I made the wig because, you know, I was going to perform. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But yeah. I'm really glad I just didn't have that type of pressure on me. Um, and the show was fantastic it is now mm. it's no longer running in cincinnati but is now running overseas as a matter mm. of i got picked up so that's awesome so i just want to shout out that production and also special shout out um to tori wilkes who uh put me on who served as a director and she is actually in new york doing um your negro tour guide so if you're in new york specifically around i think the long island area she is on a stage near you so i wanted to say that because that added another credit to my resume and expanding the business yeah and my skill set because i ain't never did it so okay i'm so happy you never do that before he did that. So, you know. so for those listening, if y'all need a wig maker for a production, holla at your boy. Okay. Hey, period. Need to call. That's me. good. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. That's the. That's a fun. The main. The fun. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think like for both, like what do you do when life hurts you? You know what I mean. And I think like, I think to really kind of bring this topic um, you know, to the stage. I think one of the things I'm really thinking about um, is I was watching, Roth- I forgot the name of it, Rothaniel. Rothaniel, by the one comedian who just, uh, he just uh, came out or what I like, we'd like to call invited in. What's it called? What Rothenia? is that man's name? Rothenia. It's the HBO special. Hold on. I'm looking it up. <laughs> Keep talking. I'm looking it up by okay. Jared Carmichael. Jared Carmichael. And I was really listening to him. And what I began to think about was over the course of like this period of time, he experienced this bit of hurt in a sense of him trying to pursue being his most authentic self or going to um, his purpose. And what I recognize as human beings is that we all, as we are trying to pursue our purpose, trying to be more of authentic self, cannot avoid hurt. True. And so what ends up happening is that something or someone would just bring us to our knees and to the floor, mm-hmm. right? And how do we get over or what do, what do we do with it? Um, yeah, and so I've been really reflecting on this for like, you know, a lot of events have been happening to me, obviously, in this past year. Um, and in these past 30 days, more specifically. And so I did like a little bit of like moon bathing yesterday. I did like a journal, I took out my journals to, you know, put my blanket out, like lit some candles, put on some pillow, so and so, start praying to God. And really started to think about what God was asking for from me um, in this moment. 
because if I'm honest, I know that hurt allows me and everyone to be able to get on our knees <laughs> yeah. to God, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's the topic of the conversation. I, and we could keep on, you know, I could go further into what I got out of the, the moon bathing piece, but I wanted to start off with that to talk about how hurt really can set us up for something great, you know what I mean? But we have to know what to do with it and we have to acknowledge it, right? And so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about it today. What are you thinking, Nigel? So what I'm learning about myself is that, well, I should say revisiting about myself that I know to be true, yeah. say it that way. I love music mm-hmm. and I've never thought of myself as a musician of sorts, mm-hmm. but truth be told, I really am. I love music. I can mm. sing those. I mean, I just, golly, I love music. Like if you know me, there I could be up late at night and I will I will surf YouTube. I would click video after video after video. It could mm-hmm. be instrumentals, it could be new voices that I've heard. Like I love music. So um mm. while you were talking about this, uh Kim Burrell did a cover to Andre Crouch's Be Grateful. Um, and so mm-hmm. when you were saying that um in the song, it basically talks about that God has not promised me sunshine. But basically every now and then you got to mm-hmm. get a little rain. That little rain. Yeah. 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 So, so when you said, so when you were talking about that, that song started ministering in my spirit because that truthfully is the case. Like mm-hmm. every day is not going to be sunshine. We are, we are born in this world and we will get hurt. There is, there is no yeah. way around it. It's kind of funny because I think about parents or guardians their whole mm-hmm. thing, like while they're trying to raise us, to prevent us from being hurt, they want us to prevent us from being hurt. Ow. But it's inevitable. And so, yes. to your point, is we got to know what to do. We got to build our toolbox, right, to in order to become victorious, to be triumphant, to be to be able to persist, uh, to be overcomers, right. the 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 whole thing is to have a testimony, right. You can't have a testimony, like they say, without a test. So we will get hurt. The goal is for it to not paralyze us and keep us from moving forward um, and not keep us from going after the things that we truly desire. Um, so yeah, I was thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you when you when you started talking, and I'll share, I guess as well. Mm-hmm. Um, over the last few, well, I guess come this Monday, which will be by the time you all hear this, this will be May sixteenth that I'm referring to. Um, so I lost my father. Um, mm-hmm. So he passed Easter Sunday um, this year, obviously. Um, and so that has been just an interesting space when you think about what do you do when life hurts you? Because I understand and know that death mm-hmm. is part of life, right? Mm-hmm. Um but there's no way to prepare yourself <laughs> for it because you don't know when it's coming, right? Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I often think about when someone is expecting um, a child or, you know, you could be expecting a package, you know? Um, mm-hmm. You can get an arrival date, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes down to the time, but you still don't know when it's going to come. 
Yeah. It's the same way yeah. with death. Somebody yeah. can say, well, we're taking your loved one off of these machines at this day, at this time, but you don't know who, you know, when they're going to the outcome. Yeah. So yeah. Um, with losing my father, so many questions and thoughts and things have been crossing my mind. Mm-hmm. I'll also share that prior to um, his transition, I started watching uh, Brene Brown's Mm-hmm. Atlas of the Heart. Atlas of the Heart. Yes. So I bring that into the conversation yes. because I want to use that. That'll be something that I use in order to help mm-hmm. us have conversations mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. you do when life hurts you. Because part of it is you have to, you got the book. See? I just put the book out. Literally on my, literally, I mean, literally me and I just probably had like a two to three minute like pre-show conversation. Right. And the book is was literally literally on my counter this is how we work this is how we work how we, we are right now friend we are um, right now let's go let's go i love Damn. about this first episode that i'm just getting through honestly mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. that the whole point mm. of it is talking about language mm-hmm. our feelings in mm-hmm. order to make connection with self and also with mm-hmm. others which means mm-hmm. the world around us yeah and, and um it's so funny when we think about well I should say I let me take ownership when I started thinking about death and then people talk about grief and you know you start thinking about that grief has so many it's a roller coaster components to it roller so many components to it I love that she said um that they surveyed 7,000 people and she asked, you know, like, what's the the mean number of words do you think that people will, could readily recognize in their body if they were experiencing it? Mm-hmm. And out of 7,000 people, they could only That's narrow it down to right? three words, yeah. which was happy, sad, or three feelings, rather. Happy, sad, yeah. and soft, right? But we mm-hmm. understand that, um, as they put it, that life has all these these difficult experiences right it's very vast mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. the fact that we're trying to pack all of our feelings into only three words is problematic essentially mm-hmm. we do mm-hmm. ourselves a disservice because we can't effectively communicate how we're feeling and mm-hmm. i think that's where we gotta start is yeah owning our feelings like sometimes i'm not like so far in this grief experience i have been mad I have been frustrated. Mm. I've been mm-hmm. disappointed. So not necessarily sad. Disappointment is different from being sad. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. I can say mm-hmm. I was shocked. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, see, I can also say that I was comforted at the same time. Um, I can also mm-hmm. say I experienced peace and joy. Yeah. So it's like being, being able to identify our feelings and own our feelings by way of giving language to what it is yeah. is so important when it's when we talk about what you do when life hurts you because you can't get to a resolve or figure out your remedy if yeah. you don't have the diagnosis right and you can't diagnose something that you don't have words to so you gotta have yeah words. yeah I said a whole lot right there no no Thank it's you, so good I mean <laughs> honestly I think we do need to just allow people that right there i literally just wanted to just take a moment and allow everyone to just take that in yeah me too 
<laughs> I'm just like giving everybody space that's listening to this. Yeah. Because there are words and language and feelings that's even coming up in just the topic, right? Mm-hmm. And most, you know, podcasts just do, 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 do. like, no, I want to just take a second, mm-hmm. 30 seconds. Me and I are just going to be quiet. Your podcast is still working, but I want you to just, <laughs> like, it's still going, but I want you to just take this time to just process what is what, what was just said. Mm-hmm. Nigel, that was great. <laughs> we needed we needed to give the folks permission and we just held space for folks to be able to just process yeah that you know what i mean yeah so many people are mm-hmm. I, let me tell y'all this i told this to my partner um i said mm-hmm. so we went to church the same day that my father passed it was easter right uh, no, remember you <laughs> did it was like he was like y'all met us in church i was like okay Right. So I went to okay. church. Yeah. Um, so, so with so with going to church, I remember growing up, people used to people say I should say, uh, people say, and I would hear, um, you don't know what it took for the person that's sitting next to you to get here, or something mm. along that language, right? Wow. For the first time. Wow. I can say that I truly, truly understood. That I used to just oh to my god, it. I had empathy, like, yeah, yeah you, know, you don't know what somebody is going through, right? But for me to be sitting in the confines of my own mind, knowing that mm. my father just died, and people mm. sitting to my left and right and in the building have no idea mm. that mm. I'm dealing with the beginning stages of I'm trying to wrap my mind around the fact that my father is gone, mm-hmm. just hours, yeah hours not even a full day that not even a full day. day he had just passed somewhere around like midnight one o'clock that morning and here i am at church at 10 o'clock so <sighs> nobody knew nobody knew mm. so i was just like wow that is powerful like mm-hmm. you, you don't know what it takes for people to go to work go to school mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. to church or just show up sometimes Mm-hmm. we have no idea what people are going through and so it in the words of my uh godfather was a pastor he loves the phrase behoove so he's like it would behoove us okay to, um to how be, you spell that child, I can't <laughs> <say> it. <laughs> okay so it's kind of like it would it would it would do us well to be more yeah. gentle with people so gentle Oh, a little bit more gentle, so gentle. And a little bit more grace because we really don't know. We uh, really don't know what people are experiencing. Um, yeah, a lot of people are hurt from different things. People are hurt from relationships, uh, work, uh, your own, maybe not meeting your own goals by the time you said you were going to meet them. I mean, that's always a thing I feel like, especially when we get into our 30s. Oh my God. People, mm-hmm. I've heard so many people like, oh, I thought I'd be married by now. I thought I would have mm-hmm. kids by now. 
I thought, you know, maybe I would be further along in my career by now. And some people are really hurting by those those societal expectations that they've adapted or adopted, I should say, for themselves or sometimes their family, you know, puts that pressure on them and people are really hurt. So they're dating from these hurt places, just trying to, you know, maybe do what the family wants them to do, or maybe they've just felt lonely for so long and they're really longing for that type of companionship. So, you know, they kind of, they date until they can find it or people job, job, you know, jump jobs, resume just as long <laughs> as a receipt <laughs> from CVS. Yeah. <laughs> but they're, yeah. you know, not yeah. stopping to deal with what the source or the root of that hurts. But yeah. Yes. I think part of sometimes that source of that hurt, like on one side of the coin, is hurt. Like this is, it's, it's like, you know, on the other side is fear. Sure. Because I think that oftentimes when we experience hurt, we sometimes think that this is how it's going to always be, mm-hmm. you know? And so you kind of, you know, get pity, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or yourself and all of these things, because we start to think about, oh, well, it's going to always be like this. I'm going to always feel this particular pain versus acknowledging, well, what is causing it in the source? And, and again, going back to where you're coming from. And oftentimes what is causing it in the source may be something or someone, but within you, there's this level of fear. Mm-hmm. And so when I did my moon bath yesterday, I literally like ask the question, what do I fear? What do I fear, right? And it was interesting because I was like, okay, I fear height, right? Because I, I don't, you know, I was like, okay, this is cute. I fear height. Um, I don't like guns. I can fear guns. Mm-hmm. But I was being pushed to go deeper. No, no, no. What do you really fear? That's because I don't to do that. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like in fear, let's just say we'll stretch you. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like, oh, well, no, I don't see guns every day. I don't get on a roller coaster or be at the top of a hill to experience heights every day. Mm-hmm. But I do experience myself every day in my thoughts mm-hmm. and certain mm-hmm. things that I believe. And certain things that we believe are attached to our fear and we don't know it. And so I have a thought pattern of of belief that I fear that I will never be loved the way that I desire to be loved, right? Mm -hmm. Based on how I want to show up in the world. So that's my true, true fear. And so we make decisions Mm -hmm. based off of that fear. Yes. We could look and we could blame somebody else the decisions that we make but we often put get ourselves in a in a particular position based on the decisions that we make that unconsciously can be rooted within fear a choice that we decided to make based on a belief system that we have Mm -hmm. to prevent us from being hurt 
Because like you said, our parents have taught us to, to when something that we're afraid of or something that hurts, we run away from it. Mm-hmm. But one thing I acknowledge with myself yesterday that was life-changing for me, honestly, super, super life-changing for me, is once I got to answering the question, what do I really fear, which is that people don't, that, that I really truly fear the thought pattern of that I would never be loved based on how I show up as a person. Then one, there's two things that I did. One, I figured out the source of it. Mm-hmm. And I understood where that came from. And that's not my story to tell. So I will keep that private. <laughs> you know what I mean? That involves a chain of things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of the source of that. Um, and that obviously could definitely be rooted in childhood. So we could I'll give people the direction of where you may want to go with that. The second thing is, is that I recognize that now I'm able to create a standard for my life of what I accept and what I don't accept. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to use fear as a tool and welcome fear into my life rather than saying, well, hold on. I'm not, I'm not going to deal with that. I'm going to always be fearful of that. I'm not going to be able to, to handle that. And so now what I've done was I create, again created fear as a tool for me to say that these are, this is the standard of how I want to approach my life. And this is how I need to receive love. This is what I need to be actually running towards, right? Because once I don't acknowledge, when I don't acknowledge that, then that's when hurt comes because I'm not creating a standard of what I actually need, right? You know? (laughs) And so some things that we do, we're actually hurting ourselves. You know what I mean? So sometimes we say, God, you know, free me from me. (laughs) Seriously. You know, the things I don't know, you know? And it could be based off of those actions. So that's how I'm, that's a tool that I'm really starting to pick up to think about hurt and its association with fear. And how do I actually tackle fear, right? To release some of these wounds or to heal some of these wounds that's, that's like inside of me because of the hurt. That's really good. Yeah. But I just wanted to recap those. <laughs> recap that I, as because yeah. we're building we're building our toolkit, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I said was talk, you know, talk about owning your feelings, giving language to your feelings. Language. You so the power of language. Um, I will. Oh, I must say this. I can't think of who it was by. It's by Ludwig. I forget how she pronounced his last name. Yeah. She, yeah the yeah. quote was the limits of my language means the limits of my world. So yeah. we talked yeah. about language. Then you just brought in understanding the source, identifying the source of it, right? Of the mm-hmm. fear around her. Is that correct? To and say? Utilize, yes. And utilizing and, fear and as a tool. Using fear to be able as a tool. To heal. Because, and, and one thing I will say is that I love this idea uh, really quickly added to it is that um, that darkness cannot drive out darkness. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, but light can light could drive out darkness. So we have like these demons or negative things that are inside of our life. And one of the ways that we often try to tackle that is through a negative perception that we have about those demons or negative things that we have in our life. That's not going to work. So if I'm upset or I'm mad or I am looking at this negative thing that I don't like about myself as a negative thing and, and 
and acknowledge and, and, and attacking it with negativity, then it's going to just stay there. It's going to, uh, it's going to just add on. But if I approach it with a sense of love, you know what I mean? If I approach it with a sense of that, I, I appreciate you, you don't belong here. I can utilize this to be able to help myself grow, right? So this negative pain point in my life right now, obviously is rooted in, you know, uh, a fear that I won't be loved based on how I love to show up as a person, right? I could be, I could, I could be like, oh, that's, oh God, I can't stand all of these guys that I talk to. Da, 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 da. I could do all of that, and I could say fuck them, basically, okay. <laughs> on a Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> to say fuck them. Look, uh, what or, Oprah say? <laughs> sometimes okay, you, you gotta, gotta you gotta say fuck. You just Oprah says sometimes you gotta say a couple of fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> you do. You really, really do. <laughs> And you 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 give yourself space to do that, or I could mm-hmm. go and say that these individuals have been some of my best teachers in my life because they helped me to understand the capability of love that I have in my heart. And, all, and what you're saying is for me as a listener and from where I sit, is it all starts right but in the mind. In the mind. You what you're How you look about at is choosing to change your perception. Um, yes. You mentioned when we were talking about when we were doing our uh, conversation prior to getting on. Yeah, our pre-show conversation. Yeah, pre-show conversation. You yeah. you talked about understanding your position. position. And so yes. when you said that for me, what I thought about is when I think about understanding my position, I have to first position my mind first. I yes, to, I need to figure out where how is my mind positioned, yes. right? Because all things that I perceive which influences how I feel, all is going to mm-hmm. start by what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And, so that's- and, how, and how you position your mind is to understand the position of your heart. Right. Because, because, so, be because God does not live in our mind, God live, dwells in our heart. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So that spiritual peace, we have to find moments to meditate, moments of mindfulness to say, okay. where is my heart? And allow my heart to be able to then influence my mind versus my mind to my heart. No, yeah. it's the opposite. It literally is the opposite. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's to get to the mind. We got to get to the heart first. You know what I mean? And that's the work that I love doing. I call it heart work. You know what I mean? Because it's rooted yeah. in love. And oftentimes you have these moments where your heart flutters, right? And I and I and I call that high heart. And so I rub the top of my chest like this, just at the top of my chest when I feel that. Oftentimes too, I'm at church. I rub my hands together, mm-hmm. you know, and then I place it on top of my heart so my heart can feel that warmth. Almost like if somebody was in cardiac arrest mm-hmm. and they take that thing and go boom. All of it is energy. But you all know, of it is energy. As soon as you just yeah, said all that is energy. Image, when we think about going to the topic, like when life hurts yeah. you, it really feels like you are in or I am in cardiac arrest. Yeah, yeah. So you need to like rub your hands. Cardiac arrest. That's ha- Ooh, okay. That's rub it's like your hands and put your hands arrest. on your yeah. spiritual cardiac arrest. So when you in that moment, rub your hands together, put them on your heart. Let allow your heart to feel that warmth mm-hmm. and say, I am here. Yeah. I am and here. And God is with me. Mm-hmm. Speak affirmations to yourself. And your yeah. heart will feel that 
and it would inform your mind on how you're supposed to show up. Because it's going to disrupt. It's going to disrupt whatever negative self talk that you may be having. It it begins to disrupt that. Um and yeah yes yes that's that's what i love about that heart and Brene brown atlas of the heart atlas of the heart girl bring it for yourself girl Uh, (laughs) okay she will she will i know she will the cool (laughs) thing about that is when we talk about tools i know some of y'all that are listening are probably like me you want practical application right yes yes so i I love my tools i love that this practical application (laughs) for somebody who might just be a beginner and you you know we could say all these flowery things and all that and somebody mm-hmm. like listen that sounds mm-hmm. really strong but well, how, how? <laughs> what in this okay. moment and so I think that is so great when you talk about just taking a moment to rub your heart taking a moment to rub your hands together to warm and feel that energy and it's like yes. you your heart that boosts that energy transfers and then mm-hmm. also while you're doing that, I'll add mm-hmm. remembering to mm-hmm. take breaths. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. breaths. I was in a restaurant. <laughs> I was in a restaurant mm-hmm. somewhere at a. I think I was at a restaurant, and I went to go wash my hands, and um, mm-hmm. I was going to get paper towels, and they had a note on top of the. Um, paper towel dispenser that said don't forget to take a moment to breathe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I said in an mm-hmm. instant unconsciously I stopped and while I was drying my hands I closed my eyes and I took a few deep breaths yeah and that just made me feel so much better because I mean so much better when you go into the bathroom right you're trying to get in and get out you know um, mm-hmm. so you already like, you know, rush mm-hmm. into the conversation, your food, your drink, or whatever. And typically a bathroom is not a place you want to have a mindful moment, perhaps, especially in a Okay, place. but it's okay. <laughs> I mean, when you're taking a shit, it's a mindful moment, perhaps. <laughs> it is. Okay. That's why some people take so long in the bathroom. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, I was kind of like, bruh, I'm up here standing here in this bathroom, just taking like a a Three minute mindful moment just from drying my hands yeah. and remembering just to breathe. Mm-hmm. So I love mm-hmm. that that's, those are like two like practical mm-hmm. ways that if you're experiencing um, hurt and or fear or whatever emotion um, that's mm-hmm. tied to that, you know, you can just take, mm-hmm. a, take a beat, as they say, and just mm-hmm. do some heart work, some easy mm-hmm. heart work right then and there. Some heart work. I love that. I love that. Oh, we both said it. <laughs> we are all on we all on one accord today. Like I think it's so interesting because um we're providing these tools, right? And I think like um life will hurt you, you know, and I've experienced hurt in these past 30 days. And I think uh people I, I must go with this. Um, you know, the org the org that I work for has been my greatest pain, but also my greatest teacher, mm-hmm. you know? And I could also say that it has also been a space for me to allow myself within hurt to grow and to develop and to be my most authentic self and to understand what it means for me to ex- 
the position that I'm in is to expand my territory. And I don't know if we talked about this in the last podcast, but we'll do a quick recap. When a country wants to, I was about to say a state, I'm not a history person, but like, or geography, but when a country wants to expand their territory, they have to go into war. You know what I mean? And so when we're asking God to expand our territory, it feels the exact same. Because we're asking God to, to, to really allow our impact to even be greater and to be stronger. And so there's going to be some enemies amongst that perimeter mm-hmm. that you're trying to back up. Absolutely. That you're trying to back up. And that takes energy. That takes force. And the position that we must need to be in for that is centering our heart to understand that everything that we need is inside of us. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes we'll fear that we don't got it that this ain't gonna work <laughs> this is not gonna be good for me and then we just allow our, our territory to just get smaller and smaller and smaller you know when people come into your life and you just recognize and acknowledge that them in your life have made you feel small mm-hmm. i mean they've taken up your territory mm-hmm. you know what i mean but if i compare with another country or another being to, that allows me to expand my territory that's where I want to be at. You know what I mean? And so overcoming that hurt is also acknowledging, again, that, that position that you're in, but the position and transitioning to another place, another location, expanding what you're supposed to be doing. And that sometimes could cause that hurt. All hurt ain't coming from the devil. <laughs> you I was going to say, yeah. I, I will say that I know several um people I mean shoot even including myself when you were talking about that I was just thinking about how we how we're always eat if you want to how do I want to say this if you want to ascend to the highest point of yourself like you have to go through hurt right because there's only certain Mm -hmm. lessons that are going to be learned by way of being hurt Mm -hmm. I I will say I remember my first relationship that I was ever in like oh my god I I was afraid of conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, I was afraid, excuse me. I was afraid um, to set boundaries. I was afraid mm-hmm. to have certain conversations um, mm-hmm. within the relationship and sometimes and outside of the relationship about the relationship. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so what I learned is from that experience is that because I didn't have those conversations within the relationship, um, I end up getting hurt. And I thought I was keeping myself from getting hurt by not having mm-hmm. conversations, but mm-hmm. I actually hurt myself because I didn't have the conversations. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. p- p- that pain sensory notifies us to say, hey, something is the matter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Something isn't yeah. right. Something yep. needs some attention. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to try to deny it or forget about it or numb it doesn't mm-hmm. you know help no the situation and mm-hmm. so in relationships I've learned I have I learned from that relationship rather posted that okay so I do need to have these difficult conversations and yes it may hurt to have it mm-hmm. yes, I may cry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I may have a, a day or two where he and I may not 
um, be in alignment like we usually are. But that doesn't mean we can't get back there. But what it's saying is we have to uh, identify what's going on here. And I think I want to just encourage um, some people who may have been like myself inside of relationships that didn't want to have those difficult conversations because you were afraid of being hurt. Um, mm-hmm. You may have been afraid of hearing a truth that you weren't prepared to hear or, mm-hmm. or you being exposed to yourself about some habits and behaviors that you have that impact others. Sometimes we don't want to hear about ourselves. Ooh. Um, okay. And that feedback is important when you talk yeah. about enlarging territories, right? When we think about mm-hmm. enlarging our relational territory, some people who are mm-hmm. uh, at that um, courting stage, somebody mm-hmm. might want to be going to the next stage, whatever that looks like, but you are too afraid to do the work of having difficult conversations to get to, uh, you know, where it, wherever it is that you may want to go. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. I would say that was a hard thing for me once I started having those challenging conversations to hear about myself. Um, also for me to see me <laughs> <laughs> in that situation but I will say that mm-hmm. um on the other side of it m- kind of like what you mentioned uh in your past dating experiences like I learned more about myself like oh I do have a larger capacity to do x y and z or mm-hmm. maybe set a boundary here maybe I need to pay mm-hmm. more attention to when I see this type of indicator aka red flag maybe I do need to you know, press a pause or do something different here. So I believe that hurt can um, definitely mm-hmm. stretch you. It can help you evolve. I was thinking about metamorphosis, um, even in career. I remember when I applied to graduate school um, and I, I had a conditional acceptance at the time to the University of Louisville for a program. Looking back, I didn't have no business really even trying to go into student affairs. It, it ended up showing up differently in my life now. Mm-hmm. When I got that letter of low-key rejection because I wasn't fully accepted, I was hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, my pride mm-hmm. was crushed. Um, mm-hmm. Especially because, you know, when you graduate and everybody at that time, everyone was figuring out what their next steps were. And here I was feeling like, oh my God, I don't have my next steps. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to lean into how uncomfortable that made me feel that's very mm-hmm. um, I was selective about who I told because part of that was I felt embarrassed mm-hmm. because I had this perception of myself that I, of course I should know what I, be, I should be doing next like I checked all the boxes I'm a first gen college student I did this in four years and boom boom wow. and I just I was really devastated actually by that my score was trash for the uh whatever test you got to take to get in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all in all, it taught me about myself. It taught me more about life direction. Sometimes delay is not denial. Maybe I mm-hmm. need to reassess my motive, my motives on why I was getting ready to do what I was trying to do. Sometimes you that hurt will allow you to check your motives. Sometimes your motives aren't right. Sometimes it's not rooted in the right thing. Because the truth be told, I was trying to go down a path that someone else or others may have seen for me or maybe I thought would have made them proud but it didn't it wasn't what God had for me at that time 
yeah um, back to that that spiritual piece that you talked about about meditation and um self-reflection and introspection mm-hmm. in hindsight i'm glad that i didn't get accepted because had i not got accepted i wouldn't have uh, began working full-time as a stylist which has led me to the life that i have currently had i not had the courage after being hurt in that relationship to start doing some work on myself and traveling um, was a part of that toolkit for me. We started traveling as a group of friends and I started seeing more of the world. I started owning who I was as an individual, hence why I now have been in the longest relationship, romantic relationship to date for myself. And it's been a very a great experience that has really grown me as a person, as a man, as a communicator, and it's impacted other areas of my life. So it's just something to, That's something so to good. think about. Excuse so good. me, I so love email. She ain't, they trying to get me to buy some clothes. Sorry, y'all. That's so good. <laughs> no, this is good. I think um, I want to end it on your words. And I think that for me, um, bringing this conversation up, I realized that the hurt that I'm currently in is definitely like still a thing for me. You know what I mean? And, and I'm still applying language and everything to it. I know that the hurt um, will allow me to be able to develop and grow um, into whatever is next. Um, But being currently in it, you know what I mean? Um, you know, I think is important to recognize that it's just not always where I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, where we're going to end and it's going to be like, yes, mm-hmm. you could do it. You know what I mean? Like for me right now, I'm in a state of actually, I'm okay with like recognizing that, um, I am utilizing these tools. These tools are sustaining me and eventually will be able to, you know, send me over. But I'm also vulnerable enough to say that I'm also in it right now and acknowledging being in it and what that feels like, right? And it's uncomfortable. And, um, but I think this conversation is important. I don't want to have to always wait until the end of something happened for then us to be able to, have conversation, but what does it look like to have this conversation right now in it, live in the moment? And we can look back maybe at this episode six, seven, six months from now and say, wow, mm-hmm. look how much we've grown, you know, as yeah. people, as individuals. So this is good. This yeah. is good. This has, this has me deep thinking. Um, I don't know. My final words is, is to honestly continue to do the hard work, even though it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and to think about it from a source of love. Um, and it's complicated. It, it can be definitely complicated. Think about it from a place of love. It's complicated. Breathe. That's my words. Yeah. That's my words. Um, I think yeah. what I'll share is I, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I'm in the very beginning stages of grieving. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, we have, I've had such an active <laughs> several yeah. weeks. Y'all, yeah. I literally went from, we celebrated our friend getting married to my father's funeral, 
to me attending my first uh, derby party with my fraternity as a brother. So that was exciting. Yeah. So can you imagine all the emotions that Emotion? I have experienced over the last- It's so important week? to have the language to name it. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think what I, what I think about mm-hmm. is that at the end of the day, um, being a spiritual being, having a human experience Mm -hmm. just understanding that um as a friend as a friend told me she said you know these emotions will come in sometimes as a wave like a big a big wave and when it comes you know when you're in the ocean and you're standing there you know that one of the waves is getting ready to come on this way yeah Mm-hmm. And you know how you see some people are people, adults and kids. Sometimes when they see it, they run out of the ocean. They're like, "Woo!" You know, they run. They don't want to get splashed. But every now and again, you see a person who stands there, flat-footed on the ground, and let that wave come in and just hit them on the chest. Mm-hmm. And they just, you know, you just jolt back with it, but still you stand. Like that's the position that I want to, um, that I want to take. And I and I also know that. Me standing flat-footed is not me as a singular person. Me yeah. standing yeah. flat means my yeah. community that's with me. Yeah. Um, I think it's so important for mm-hmm. people who are hurting to mm-hmm. tell people that you're hurting. Tell those who that you trust, let me be clear. Tell trusted people that you're hurting and allow them to be there for you. Um, when you're hurting people, you know, people always ask like, what can I do for you? How can I be there for you? And it's okay to tell them that you don't know. It's Mm -hmm. okay to tell them that right now I can't identify it, but when I do, can I tell you then? Because Mm -hmm. depending upon the type of journey that you're on, depending Mm -hmm. on the type of hurt, you know, losing a parent, that's a lifelong thing. Mm -hmm. And then one thing I'm going to say, too, around that, too, it really quickly, when somebody, when you want to do something for somebody, maybe even offer, like, at, like say it, you know what I mean? Like, I told Nigel, I said, like, can, I, can I help you by, you know, paying for a meal so you won't have to worry about eating today? Yes. Oh, my God. That would be so good for yes. me. You see what I'm saying? Like, yes. something like that really does help. Like, definitely, because... If you say I need twenty dollars, I ain't got. You know what I mean? So then now, <laughs> now I add it on top certainly, of that. Let me tell you, <laughs> that is so extremely helpful. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ask them. You know what? You know, depending upon can the circumstances. Can I help you by doing X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just on that, I just want I just wanted to share that piece. And at the end of the day, mm-hmm. not to be like cliche. Mm-hmm. Um. But I truly believe, and I, I feel like I'll continue to know this to, to be true. I think that as my relationship deepens in my spirituality, for me being a believer in Christianity, I just I do believe that the Lord left us a comforter. And mm-hmm. today in church, we talked about the Holy Spirit. And um, especially since Pentecost is technically getting ready to take place um, here shortly. But I say that to say, that I do believe that there is a comforter that can understand things that we may not be able to express. So even in the meantime, when you don't have the language, there are so many gospel songs that talks about the Holy Spirit being able to interpret our moanings and groanings. And sometimes you don't have the words and, and, and that's okay. 
it's okay if you don't always have the words. It's okay if somebody calls you and you don't want to talk. You don't have to answer. It's okay that if friends want to hang out and you're typically social and you said you were going to come, but you need to change your mind because you need to do self-care for you, it's okay. Because that's what I'm I'm working on and that's what I'm walking in. And so I want to just give you permission as people have been giving me permission, I want to pass that on to whoever is listening. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. If that's what you need for you, that is totally fine. So take the space um, that you need to sp- take for yourself and also know that you don't have to do this in isolation. Let people, mm-hmm. let people support you. Um, yeah, let people support you because that's what we all need each other. No man, one man as they say, is an island, right? So don't, don't, don't isolate yourself when you can be there. I've loved people that have said, if you want me to just physically be there, we just not say nothing. And we listen to music. I'll do that for you. And I'm just like, wow. Cause, and don't get me wrong. For some of us, this is a very, very new space to be this, be, to be that vulnerable, so allow people to help us because we're so used to being there for others that we don't allow people to be there for us. But I'm challenging you as I've challenged myself. And it has been a beautiful thing to allow people to be there for me. Because like people say, you can't pour from an empty cup. Allow people to pour into you because you poured into others. So that's my last piece. And also, I think it's fair to say that we are really standing behind this Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. So check it out on HBO. That's definitely a good tool. Yeah, get the book. Oh, yeah, check, I mean, get the book. Yeah, check it out on HBO, but also get the book. I love how, how Nigel was like, look, watch the show. Listen, baby, because um, I'm, wa- I'm watching it first, y'all, then I'm going to get the book. Yeah, that's real. The yeah. book um, is like a textbook. I mean, you could read it in any type of direction that you want to. So that's a, another pointer for you guys. Um, thank y'all. Thank you, Nigel. Thank you for this. This was good. All right. See you guys. See y'all later. I forgot y'all can't really see us. I'm over here holding up the peace sign. <laughs> oh.